Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, where we speak, we grow, we rise. I'm your host, Sarah Moneres, and I'm passionate about creating community and providing a space for speaking authentic truth, growing together, and rising above the challenges of life. This week on the We Podcast, I get to interview Jess Lundstrom. Jess is an introvert, mom, wife, and entrepreneur. She's passionate about fitness, family, and dessert. (laughs) She's working on getting out of her comfort zone, finding her voice, and learning to enjoy the journey God has set before her. We have real conversation about her story, the challenges she's overcome, such as family illness, death, divorce, and limiting beliefs. We also chat about being an introverted entrepreneur and personality types. The best part is we have a ton of fun and share lots of laughs. Jess understands the importance of authenticity and vulnerability, and it was such a joy for her to be my guest. Here is my interview with Jess. All right. Yay. This is so exciting. I have Miss Jess Lundstrom. Did I say that correctly? You did. Yay. Can you spell it? (laughs) I can, I think. (laughs) Most often people say it right, but they don't spell it right. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. Makes me want to spell it now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Jess, for being here with me today on this episode. It's super awesome to have you. Jess and I met, we met at a networking meetup in our area and I feel like we kind of hit it off, really, from the beginning. We did. It was like, are we going to be best friends? All right, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was in, in my, out of my comfort zone, and you kind of were like, okay, quit sitting down in the corner and come and join the group, and <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here we are. Now you're really out of your comfort zone. I, yes, yes. <laughs> It's awesome. (laughs) Thank you for pushing me. Yes, of course. I love that I can push you. I love that you're open to me pushing you. (laughs) That is one of my big goals this year is to get out of my comfort zone and see what's out there. Awesome. That's huge. Yeah. But I also, and I think, um, cool how you're in a lot of times we don't even realize we're in the right place at the right time to connect with the right people. And I know when I met you that night, you said I wasn't even going to come. I didn't want to come. I didn't want to be here. And so often when we do make that leap, a lot of times we're glad that we did. Yes, absolutely. I was, I was like, I don't want to come. Even I think I remember my son saying, but mom, I just want to cuddle with you as I was out the door. And I'm like, I would so much rather do that. This place where I know no one. And I'm just, (laughs) I don't even know what I, yeah. And so I, but I said, I'm going and I went and I'm so glad that I did. Yay. I'm so glad you did too. Awesome. And then after we met there, we met for coffee. I got to hear a 
part of your story, probably not the whole story. Um, the but, version, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I, as you know, I'm passionate about hearing people's stories, helping them to speak their story on a different, deeper, bigger level, because I feel like that is how we grow. It's how we move forward and it's how we really help other people also. And so I know, um, you have a blog and you have different avenues where you kind of speak your truth. And I just read your last blog post right before we got on here, which was amazing. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, that's another thing. Like I am always, um, I feel my heart being pulled to write, but I am, that's one thing that I'm always like, no, 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 I don't have time for that. I don't. And so I've really been pushing myself to to take the time to write whatever comes to mind or what, you know, and half the time I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to say? Cause I have nothing to say. No one cares what I have to say, but it's mm. really just a personal thing to just grow personally. And I do eventually someday want to write a book about my story. And so I guess this is just kind of a beginning stepping stone for me to get out of that comfort zone once again. And push myself to be a better person. <laughs> Yay. I know. I, I love that tagline that you use at the end mm -hmm, of your posts. Yes. Yes. And we do care about what you have to say. Well, so. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a develop. I, I mean, I think that's like a, I was going to say developmental process, but it's like a, a growth process really to come into this place of what I have to say is important. I, I know for me, for sure, and still sometimes I'm like, why do people want to listen to me? Like what makes me different than anybody else, right? right. And yeah. I have to reground myself and recenter myself in that. And I didn't speak for a long time for that reason. Right. So, yeah. and I feel like even if I think really it, it's not a matter of if there's people who want to listen to you, maybe it's more of just, you need to speak it or write it or whatever the case may be, um, for yourself, it, hmm. somehow getting it out of yourself, out of your mind, out of brings growth somehow. Yes. So even if there aren't people, which, you know, in our society, that's kind of, if nobody's listening, then it doesn't matter, which isn't always the case. So, yeah, I love that you said that. I so agree. So agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we, um, dive in a little bit more. We would love to hear your story because that's what this is all about. <laughs> okay. Um, so like I told you when I was prepping for this podcast, which I don't do other people prep for podcasts. I don't know. Like I'm so type a, I was just like, I have to know what I'm going to say. And my story is kind of all over the place. And so I was like, what do I start with? What do I end with? What, mm. what are the most key pieces? I don't know. But I think where it begins is when I was probably about 19. Um, my mom was diagnosed with a brain tumor. It was non-cancerous, 
um, but it was in an area of her brain that if it grew at all, um, it would cause major issues. Hmm. And so she ended up having to find a surgeon who would operate on this part of her brain because it was on this, like the lower spinal cord area. And so like if any wrong cut or move could cause paralysis, you know, completely being brain dead, all these different things. And so it was really really scary. Mm -hmm. And there weren't, I think there was maybe one or two surgeons who were capable of that type of surgery. So she ended up finding and the surgeon was like decided he would take her case. And so she had to travel to Arizona to have this brain surgery. And I was 19 and I had a little brother and a little sister. My brother, I think was 17 and my sister was seven. Mm. So my mom and dad left for this brain surgery and I was left to care for my siblings while they were away and make sure that the house was taken care of, that my sister got to school. And then also just making sure everyone in the family and friends group that we had kind of knew the updates of my mom's situation. Um, the church, I would have to like send out these little newsletters about how my mom was doing and they were gone for probably three weeks, three or four weeks. Wow. And, um, she did well, the surgery went well. She did actually flatline on the tape, the surgery table once, but they were able to bring her back and um she's recovered and is amazing awesome still with us today um she's got a nice good scar on the back of her neck but um god brought her out of it and she's checked she's checked every like probably every 2 to 5 years now just to make sure that because they did have to leave a little bit because where it was they were afraid if they cut into that it would cause issues. So Hmm. they, um, left a little bit. So they just check every so often to make sure that it's not growing back or anything. But so that was the first kind of key, um, element in my story, just kind of growing up fast. Yeah. (laughs) Taking care of, you know, and just being strong in a situation that was scary. You know, you don't, you don't know if mom is going to be coming home after this whole ordeal. And um, so it was really scary. And so a year had passed. She was doing well, recovering well. And then um, my brother passed away pretty much a year, almost to the month Mm. that my mom had gone for brain surgery. Um, He died of alcohol poisoning Um, just out having a fun night with friends. He was 19 at this time or 18, 19. So he must've been 18 when my mom was gone. Um, just out drinking with friends and ended up not coming back from it. Mm. Um, So during that time, my parents were just, just kind of distraught. Like you just, I don't know. It was just really, obviously really hard for them. And Mm -hmm. so I helped make a lot of the funeral arrangements. Um, 
and just kind of those decisions revolving around his funeral and, and just keeping things going as far as the flow. And then my sister was still little. She was nine, I think eight or nine. And so just keeping things going. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So another just test of my strength and my faith. And Mm -hmm. it was just, just really hard, just really hard to um, watch my parents go through that and see how, even though my mom had me and my sister, she was just feeling obviously overwhelmed, but also like, there were times I remember just, she just wanted to give up mm-hmm. and it kind of hurt. Cause it was almost like, well, if you gave up, then what about us? Mm-hmm. But you could also, I also understood, you know, mm-hmm. like the pain, the incredible pain of losing your young son when he has such a life ahead of him. He had just joined the Marines actually. And so he was leaving a couple, he was leaving in September. He died in April. So he didn't wow. even get to experience that kind of stuff, but he had a good life ahead of him. And then it just came, came to a end. Yeah. So that was, yeah, just kind of trying to deal with that and um, move on. You kind of wish that everything, the whole world would stop because it feels like your world stopped. And so you just mm. wish everybody else would stop. Yes. Oh <laughs> but my they gosh. don't, but they yeah. don't. And so learning how to keep going in the midst of that, um, mm, yeah, was hard. So in that time I had been dating a guy, um, I had met him at church and we were friends for a really long time before we had started dating. And I wasn't even sure that I wanted to date him, but everyone around me was saying that you guys are so perfect for each other. And you, you're just, you know, you guys should just be together. I don't understand why you're not dating. And so after a while it was like, well, maybe I'm missing something. Okay. Maybe I should be dating him. And so we started dating. And then before my brother died, he asked me to marry him. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, but we were going to, you know, obviously wait for the wedding and all of that. Um, but after my brother died, I made the wedding plans go quicker. So I didn't have the wedding dress and all of that stuff. We just got married in front of the courthouse. Um, I was in jeans and some white little t-shirt or whatever, and he was in jeans and we just got married. And I kind of felt like hopefully this will help my family, since it's a happy occasion, maybe that'll lessen the, the sadness and depression of my brother passing away. Mm. Um, so even though I was kind of feeling like it wasn't a good thing mm-hmm. to marry this guy, um, I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and do it because it's happy. And, you know, I already said I would marry him. So we might as well just, you know, get on with it. Yeah. Get on with it. (laughs) Have a happy occasion, something to celebrate instead of Mm. always sitting and thinking of the, the bad, the bad past couple years that we've had. So, 
Yeah. So we got married and then almost immediately after we got married, he started becoming like emotionally, verbally abusive. He would constantly threaten me with divorce. Um, he would say things. He, once we got married, I moved out with him because he was a Marine and I moved out with him to California where I knew no one. And this is the first time that I had actually been away from home. And so it was him and I against the world. And then he kind of turned on me. So mm. I had no one. And he would say things like, I'm going to change the locks and lock you out while you're at work. And I'm going to, you know, he just all these little threatening things. And then he would say things about my brother's death or my mom and, and, it was just really painful. It was, and it was scary because I didn't, I was so young. I was 20, 21 and I didn't know what else to do. It was kind of like, do I stay with him? Do I try to work it out? Cause that's what my religion has, you know, was saying like, yeah, you marry someone, you stay with them. Divorce isn't an option. And, but at the same time I was really studying the Bible and studying like does God really want me to stay in this situation and be with an abusive partner? And, mm. and it, and sometimes it felt like it could escalate to a physical level. And so I don't know, it just got really scary. And, um, finally my mom just couldn't take all the phone calls <laughs> from me. And she was just like, I'm coming to get you. You are leaving. We're, you're coming home. So she came and got me and I came back home. How long were you married to him? <clears throat> From marriage to divorce state, I was for about a year. Um, from marriage to the time I left him was probably about four months. Okay. Okay. So um, yeah. he, he did a lot to avoid the divorce because mm -hmm. in the military, you make more if you're married. So he drug his feet to the very end <laughs> mm. to stay married to me to get that extra money. Yeah. Um, it's interesting real quick. Yeah. You kind of knew in your intuition, like I so did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so did. And I didn't listen. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So that's an important point. I mean, yes. In this short period of time, you had some major, major things happen, being afraid that you were going to lose your mom and then losing your brother and jumping in and being the caretaker and being the one that makes everything okay or as okay as it can be right. in those situations, right. which I can totally identify with you on that. Um and it's a lot of pressure, but you said something about this marriage and how you felt like, um, every, everyone said you should be with him. Everyone said you should marry him. So yes. <laughs> listening to other people above our own voice or God's mm -hmm. voice or what it, that's telling us this yes. is not a good idea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and also I think it was just like, I'm done feeling pain. And so I just want to feel some happiness. So I was like, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to create more in saying, I don't want to marry you now. I don't want to be with you anymore. I didn't want to create more drama than was already happening in my world. 
And so I'm just like, I'm just going to go with it because that's, that's easier than actually dealing with what I should have been dealing with. <laughs> but you know, hindsight's mm-hmm. 2020. Right. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> oh yeah. So, but the intuition thing is huge because later on in my story, so I come home and I am just kind of in a really bad place in my mind. I have dealt with all these things. Now I'm dealing with a divorce. I'm dealing with his family telling me I need to stay married to him. I'm dealing with my mom saying, you better not go back to that guy. I'm dealing with all these things. And I don't, I'm 21. Like, I don't know what to do. I want to make the right choice. um, But I just don't know what's right. And so I was just kind of like, I am so over being an adult and making all these hard choices. I just want to have fun. And so, and also at this time, it was kind of around the year anniversary of my brother's death. So I wanted to connect with people who had known my brother. Hmm. And so I went and started hanging out with my high school ex-boyfriend and he had known my brother because we had been together in high school for three years. We were a pretty solid couple um, until he graduated and then decided he wanted to go sow his oats, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and which broke my heart. And I thought I wouldn't be able to live without him. But now, now I'm like, oh, thank you for being the stronger one of us. But <laughs> um, so I was hanging out with him just kind of like reliving old memories and just, um, talking about my brother and hanging out with him. Well, he had a roommate. And so I met his roommates and his one roommate, Ben, he and I happened to hit it off. And I was, I was in this state of mind that I'm just having fun. I'm done making big girl choices. If everyone else can have fun with hardly any consequences, why can't I? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so Ben and I started hanging out and it was at, at this time also, I was really involved in the church and I was really, um, just seeking God and seeking what he had for me. And just, I was in, immensely in the word. I was constantly going to any church function that there ever was like on any day, Wednesdays, there's whatever I was going to Sundays and then I was going to Sunday nights and I was just really immersing myself in the word and in Jesus. And, but I also wasn't living that way. So we're just gonna Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, premise that. So I was, you know, in one way I was listening to God and I, I strongly heard his voice and I feel like his hand was always on me. Um, but I was also doing things that I knew he wouldn't be okay with. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Ben and I were hanging out and I was actually kind of, you know, he was at this point in his life, um, feeling, he told me he couldn't get back into, um, going to church and stuff because he had made so many bad mistakes and he kept returning to those mistakes that he just felt like God was over it. He was over his 
remaking the same bad choices. And so he didn't feel like God would accept him anymore. And I was like, that is so not true. Mm -hmm. And so little did I know I was bringing him also back to his faith and believing that God doesn't really care where you are. He loves you. He loves you no matter where you are. Mm, I love that. Yes. um, So, and you have to be able to let go and let God. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Oh, that's all right. I I mean, I, you know, I think this is probably why we connect so easily because I, I mean, I can, totally identify with everything that you're saying. Definitely had years where I was like, party it up, make terrible choices. But, uh, on the surface, I was going to church regularly and doing all of those things. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just feel like God was there and I was listening to him to be, cause to be honest, like, I was in my um, small groups and stuff and I was, you know, asking God, like, do you want me to stay married to this guy or do you want me to get divorced? And if you want me to get divorced, like help him sign the papers because he's not doing that. And, and then what about this guy that I just met? He's amazing. And what do I do? Do I wait till my divorce is final or do I just start hanging out with him? Because I really don't feel married. I never felt married because as soon as I got married, the guy started talking about divorce. So mm-hmm. like I, I, I was just wrestling with all these different things. And I just remember this one time we were in, I was in this class for the song of Solomon, which is all about God's, I, God's way of marriage and you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <All> the unspeakable. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Yes. Yes. The R rated version of the Bible. (laughs) And I just heard God saying, you are going to be with Ben. But at the time, my mom was trying to set me up with this guy from church whose name was Ben. But then I was also hanging out with my high school boyfriend's roommate who was named Ben. (laughs) That's And so I thought God, I thought God was saying, I need to be with this Ben who's from church, right? Because that makes more sense than the guy that I'm just canoodling with that doesn't go to church. And, you know, we just, I don't know, it would. So anyways, so I'm like, I, well, I don't know. Cause I just really don't feel like I have the connection with the church Ben, And it didn't like click in my brain that there's another Ben, like you're hanging out with this other Ben. And so I just kind of let it go and was just like, whatever. And Ben and I became really close and he talked about getting married, but I was like, absolutely not. Like I'm just having fun. And you're, he had just planned to um, join the Navy. So he was going to boot camp, And I was just like, there's no way. Like I just am we're in the middle of a divorce and I'm not even thinking about getting married. Don't even joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is not funny. And, but he was serious and I was kind of like, yeah, right, whatever. And so he left for boot camp and I was really sad. But I just kind of thought we're probably never going to see each other again. Like really because he's 
going to go off and see the world. And here I am dealing with my mess of a life. And so I enrolled in school and I decided I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to get back on the straight and narrow. And, um, the day after he left for boot camp, I went to the doctor cause I wasn't feeling well. And I was pregnant. So, um, yeah, so he's at boot camp. I just found out I'm pregnant. And I have no way of other than snail mail to tell this man that he's going to be a father. <laughs> and then, so then I have to write the letter and say, you know, guess what? You wanted to marry me? Well, it might actually be an option now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me and, take that back. <laughs> yeah, actually, are you still interested? <laughs> And then I have to wait for his response because he can only, there's no phone calls or anything. So that was just like terrible, just waiting and wait, you know, for the letter or the phone call if he ever got a phone call. And, um, he was just ecstatic. My mom was ecstatic. Everyone was ecstatic, but I didn't expect it honestly, which is so dumb. Like seriously, Jessica, like you know your actions, like, <laughs> but whatever, you know, I don't know. When you're 21, your brain isn't fully developed, I guess. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. So I don't know what I was thinking was going to happen, but so that was actually the best thing that probably could have ever happened. Honestly, I don't know if things had gone the other way and say I had gone to school, I, I really think that I would have gotten into a depression that I couldn't get myself out of. But now I had this little person that was counting on me to keep going. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Ben was always, he was just always great. Like, so I'm still married to this abusive guy. I'm pregnant and the guy who got me pregnant is in the military. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And I just kind of almost felt like God is punishing me. God is punishing me for getting a divorce. He's punishing me be, because I had sex before I was married. He's punishing me. You know, he's punishing Ben and I because of our, you know, our choices and now looking back at it, I just feel like that couldn't be farther from the truth. Like he, it's almost like he was protecting me. And he knew, he knew that I, after my divorce, I wouldn't have been able to really be open and love anyone else had it not gone down that way. Mm. Like I just wouldn't, I would just always be living in a destructive way because of the way I had been treated previously in my previous marriage. And I think God knew that. And he was just like, this is the only way she's ever going to be able to move forward and love again and be a upstanding citizen. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah. So, um, there was, it was hard. It was hard working through the divorce, trying to get that figured out. 
I finally, we finally had a court date to set for the divorce and the, the judge was like, but you're pregnant. And I was like, I know, but it's not his. I haven't seen him for almost over a year. And you know, this, the man who is the father wants to marry me so we can get on his insurance and start a life together. And she was like, I really shouldn't grant you this divorce because how do I know that this isn't your current husband's child? And I was just like, please, like, I haven't seen him in over eight months. And like, please. And so she said, pending a paternity test, which she never actually ordered, I will grant you this divorce. So she granted me the divorce. And 20 minutes later, <laughs> I got married. <laughs> <laughs> so who can say... I wonder if there's a Guinness Book of World Records because I should probably be in it for that. Yeah. <laughs> What's the shortest amount of time between a divorce and a marriage? Um, so 20, yeah, it was like we were waiting for this divorce and this whole time, months and months went by and he was in boot camp and then in other trainings. And I would just be like, this is never going to happen. Like you don't understand. And he would just be like, you have to have faith that God knows what's going on and everything will work itself out. And I was just like, no, he, he's not on our side. Like you don't understand. He is punishing us for this. This is why nothing is going according to plan, my plan, <laughs> my plan. And he was just like, no, you just have to have faith. And he, Ben has always been my voice of reason, my constant or calm down. Cause I always just escalate to the very next level. I don't, there's no like middle ground with me. So just have faith. It'll be fine. Well, um, so then the divorce happened, we got married. And then the very next day we moved to California where he was being stationed. I was able to get on his insurance. Yeah. Everything just happened like really quick. Just everything in line happened. It wasn't in my timeline because <laughs> mm -hmm. I would have wanted it way faster, yeah. um, but it happened and it worked out and I was able to get on his insurance and move with him. And yeah. So in March, after we got married in December, we had faith. Yay. <laughs> we had a girl and we named her Faith um, because we had faith for so long that, well, he had faith. I worked, I worked on my faith. <laughs> that everything worked out. <laughs> yeah. I love and, that though. Sometimes I feel yeah. like in life that God's like, oh yeah, you don't believe in me or you don't believe in what I can do. Watch this. Like right. yeah. <laughs> make it all happen in one day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Because I did, I like, I, we needed the divorce. So I got the divorce. Then we needed to get married. I got married and then I needed to change my license and we got married like 30 minutes before five o'clock in the evening. So the driver's license place open or closes at five. Uh -huh. And so we, get married and we rush over to the driver's license place and she's just shutting the door and Ben's like, no, 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 we need to get in there. And she was like, <laughs> she didn't want to let us in, but I'm like, no, we have to. And so we got in, I got my license, my name changed so that I was able to get insurance on his insurance plan under his last name. 
And so everything literally like worked out within hours of each other. Wow. And then the next day we were off and moving on to a new station. And yeah, so not my timeline, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. And then that's one thing that I'm learning is don't have to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Just trust. Yes. So hard. <laughs> it is hard. It is hard. It's huge because I think that so often, well, we try to control. Like, yes. We try to control because it is based on our timeline, our plan. Right. And then when it doesn't go our way. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's right. hard. And so then that just makes people try and control more. And it's just this bad cycle that we get in. And I think really something I've learned for sure is when I try to control everything and when I try to make it go my way, I totally shut myself down to the much more amazing, wonderful things that it could be, or that God does have for me, but right. I, I can't even fathom, you know, that yes. because I, we have such smaller thinking. So we really right. limit ourselves. Yes. Yes. And that's kind of where I was like, there's no way that any good can come of this because of all the, the poor choices I made. And, but now I look back and I can't imagine it any other way. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it any other way, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, (laughs) God knew what he was doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So you moved to California. So we moved to California and we had faith and, um, moved a lot. He was in the the Navy for six years and we moved almost every six months. (laughs) Um, for six years. And wow. when the kids, cause then we had a son also, um, when Faith was entering kindergarten, he, I was like, you need to get out of the military. Cause I don't want to move all the time while they're in school. So when she entered kindergarten, he got out of the military and we've been living here ever since. And we're going on year 15 of marriage. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. And every year I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing because I would have, you know, I've been divorced already. And so every year I'm like, we've made it another year. Like, this is amazing. Can you you believe it? I love that. It's just like, so, you know, but I think in our society too, like there's so many divorces and it's just so easy to just give up. Mm-hmm. And marriage is so hard. Yeah. And so, yeah, every year I'm like, let's party. <laughs> another year. <laughs> awesome. So. That's so great. I think it should always be that way. It's true. It is really hard. It's Sometimes really hard. it's like, I didn't smother you in your yes. sleep. It's so yes. amazing. <laughs> Almost every month, I feel like we should have like a little <laughs> celebration. Woo, we're still married. <laughs> that was a hard one. And it's usually me because I'm just a really hard person <laughs> to be around. 
but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> well, something's working for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's been, it's been awesome. Yeah. So now you're, um, well, when I met you, you told me you're really working on putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. And that's the theme, right? I've heard you say it a few times. Yes. It's my theme for 2018. Get out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yes. So my husband and I just, um, purchased a franchise last year. So we are business owners and I've actually been a business owner before. I've always had a passion for entrepreneurship or I've always felt like I wanted to have, be in business for myself. Mm -hmm. And I've, um, had a floral design business and I had, I was a wedding photographer for quite some time, but dealing with brides isn't as fun as it seems. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, um, gave that up, but now we're in this venture called card my yard and it is like a yard greeting company. So we always say skip the card and stake your yard. And it's basically just a giant card in your yard, <laughs> mm -hmm, which is awesome. Uh, yes. Giant letters and graphics and we put them in your yard and then, um, it's a rental service. So we put them up and we take them down. And so we've been doing that and that has been a test in our marriage. <laughs> Because we're up early in the morning setting up these yards and getting lost trying to find addresses and screaming at each other in the car like, what are you doing? You're not. And, but it's been <laughs> awesome because we also get to spend time together, extra time together that way. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I've been trying to get the concept because it's new. The, the whole Card My Yard concept is new. Um, or the yard greeting concept is new for Colorado. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to get the concept out there. And um, so, yeah, I've been getting out of my comfort zone <laughs> and yeah. going to networking events and meeting people and trying to get the business word out there. And it has been interesting. <laughs> interesting time, good or every, no it's been great it's been really awesome but every time I'm just like I don't want to do this I don't want to see new people I don't want to meet new people and the older I get the harder it is like I just want to be in my house I don't want to talk to anyone I don't know if I don't know so it's really been hard not just getting out of my comfort zone but just like getting to that point of okay okay, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone, but then actually going out of my comfort zone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Right. So, um, and my husband is like, he can talk to anyone. So I'm like, can't you just be part of that? Like that could be your part of the business and I'll just be the setup part. But he's like, <laughs> no, you need to get out there and get, this is your business and I'm just helping you. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, um, you talk about being an introvert. Yes. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to write something about being an introvert entrepreneur because I don't understand why God made me want to be an entrepreneur, but he also made me an introvert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
No, I I'm understand. Like, oh, I'm this an will introvert. Be funny and interesting. Yes! <laughs> well, for me, I'm definitely an introvert for sure. Yeah. Also, and I love people. I think there's like this misconception though too about introverts. Like there's a lot of misconceptions. Yes. Um, I definitely need my time alone to like recharge, regroup, uh -huh. reground myself, all of right. those things. And if I don't get it, uh you better watch out. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I tell my husband, I'm like, you wonder why I'm so mad or angry or snippy. It's because I've been around people too much. Yeah. Y'all just need to be leaving me alone. <laughs> it's so true. And being around people too has this flip side of it also, because as an introvert, I think you can isolate yourself. Yes. And you to do. Mm -hmm. And, but it's harder with kids. I don't know. It's at this, but at the same time, like my daughter's also an introvert. We're, we're learning. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so her and I could just sit at home and watch friends forever <laughs> and be okay. And it, we need those people in our lives. Like my husband, Ben to be like, how about you guys go out and do something? Like, Maybe you should go out and meet some friends or have a girl's night and get off the couch. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> We're tired of watching friends. And my daughter and I are like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Never. We love friends. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> so do you know what, what um, Myers-Briggs you are? Ooh, yes. You know, I go back and forth. I'm INF. And then I can't remember if I'm J or P because I think I've been both a couple mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. um, I think it depends on the day. <laughs> right? That's so funny because, yes, yeah. I'm an INFJ, which is like one of the least common, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the rarest, I guess. Um, but, and it's funny because it seems like all I know are INFJs. So I'm like, how can that be the most rare if I know that's all I know? But it might be because that's you attract. I attract. Yep. That's who I am. And I am like, oh, you're my people. Yeah. It's so <laughs> true. That is, look, that is why we're here yes. together. Yes. We're both. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But I, then I took one that was not, it's not the full test, but then it said I was an INSJ, I think. Mm. And then I was like, I don't know how to live my life. I've always been an INFJ. Like, <laughs> who am I? <laughs> that is awesome. But I think Ooh. it was just because it wasn't the true test and it could have been just a different, you know, yeah. sometimes I'm, some days you're feeling more this way. Yeah. So you know what we need to do? This would be amazing. I just had an idea. Uh, because you are a part of We Are Women Rising, the meetup too, which yes. is amazing. Yes. Um, we need to do, have you heard about this new personality assessment? Um, you have to pay for it, but you can do it in groups, like get mm -hmm. it for a group. Enneo, Enneogram or something like that? I I think I might have heard. Has, is it on in, like um, Facebook at all? I don't think so. It's it super popular. Uh, what is, no, what does I it think tell you? 
Numbers. Numbers. It's numbers. Yeah. It's supposed to be super intensive and I, I have to find it. Um, and amazing. Yes. But I just love those things because I feel like if, if, if the people at work really knew and understood my personality, <laughs> then they mm -hmm. wouldn't ask me to do certain things. You know, like I would be more, I, they would be able to utilize me more if they went through my strengths instead of my weaknesses. And that's another personality thing you can do is the strengths test. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so many and I just find it so fascinating because I feel like it's so true. Like if you're, if you know someone's personality type, mm -hmm. things kind of click and make sense. You're like, Oh, that's why they're, they act that way. Or that's why, that's why my husband is constantly talking to strangers because he is an extrovert. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no one cares about what you had for lunch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, sure they do. Like who, who wouldn't? It's so funny. I'm <laughs> laughing because it's so our dynamic too. Like Nick is totally an extrovert. He'll sit outside and talk to the neighbors forever yes. about these like super superficial topics. Yes. And that's mm -hmm. another introvert trait is we don't uh, like yes, super yes, superficial. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like a waste of time to have exactly. a superficial conversation. Yes. 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 It's so funny. That is totally our dynamic. I'm like, stop talking about the roof and the grass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's so funny. It now, works like, for them. Like, where's dad? And I'm like, where do you think he is? Oh, he's still in, like at church, you know? Oh, he's still in talking. Oh, we're going to be here another hour. And, <laughs> and he's just talking about, I don't even know, like what I know. It's seriously. I'm just like, <laughs> it's so people funny. don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, but a lot yeah, of intro our extroverts do. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is it's like, <laughs> can you imagine if we were all introverts, like what our world would be like? Like, it's so good to have the balance. And that's, yeah. that's why praise God that he gave me him. Cause otherwise, yeah, I would just be in my room all day, never mm -hmm. trying to do anything outside my comfort zone. <laughs> right. Because I'm just not, no, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, you will. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true though. And I love your point about being an introverted entrepreneur because it, I have always been an introvert and I've also had this heart to want to, do something more, like do right. something bigger, yes. um, huge dreams. I think that's another introvert characteristic is that yes. like internal processing and right. being able to imagine a, a million like things. Yes. Um, so you do have to learn, like here we are talking to lots of people on a podcast. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My palms just started sweating. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Yes. It is true that we do have to develop other characteristics in order to get what we really want in life and yes. to really be fulfilled. And that growth piece is so huge. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, well, for me, my introvertness, I don't know what you would call it. It's really hard because I constantly feel like people don't understand me. Like I try to give, I, I have ideas and I put them out there, but 
but then they're misinterpreted somehow, or they're kind of put by the wayside. Or a lot of times I feel like when I'm talking to people, I get interrupted a lot. Mm. And so then I'm like, okay, I get it universe. Like no one cares what I have to say because I'm constantly being interrupted or, or misunderstood. And so for me, it's going, going past that, not like, okay, maybe that person misunderstood me or maybe that person interrupted me, but I have to still keep going Hmm. and pushing through that issue, kind of like runners pushing through hitting a wall or something like you just have to keep going and hope that for one, you're growing as a person. And then for two, maybe you're, maybe there are other people out there that are getting something from what you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's awesome. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. So I had to look this up. It's the yes. Enneagram. Enneagram. There's nine numbers and each number is a different personality. So. And then will, can, you, can you only be one number or you, you are like more of. I think you're brain? mainly one number and then, but you can, I think you could have characteristics of other numbers, but it's very interesting. Um, and it does say you can learn to be another number. If you see characteristics in another number that you really like, you can learn to develop those. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this number. (laughs) It's funny. Well, I think we do have our core personality and we can, build on that and develop it and change it and all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So I just realized we've already been on here for almost an hour. (laughs) I told you it would go by fast. (laughs) I can only talk to INFJs longer than five minutes. (laughs) It's so funny. Yeah. It's, well, it's it's easier to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's depth. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love talking about the things that people don't talk about. I, I think I read a quote the other day and it said something like my favorite things uh, to talk about are the things that people will only say in whispers. Mm, Yeah. Like, Oh, so true. Yes. I, yes, I am that person. (laughs) Maybe that's why I don't have very many friends because I tell it like it is. And it's like, this is the truth. This is, this is being authentic. And most people don't like that. They like the superficial. Let's just scrape the top. Let's not get deep because Mm. that can, that's scary. Scary. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of times people don't want to hear what's real, you know? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't have the ability and, and that's something I've had to learn in my life too. Like I I can totally relate with what you said about feeling like there was something wrong with you because I felt that way a lot. And I had to come to a place where I realized, or I could see that not everybody has that ability. Not everybody has the ability to go to that place, to have that depth, to, to talk about the hard things because they're, 
they don't have the coping skills or the tools or whatever at that point to be able to sit in that place or to even attempt to go there. So I think it helps to just see it from a bit of a different perspective because I used to always take it as this is a reflection of me. Right. Yes. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to make it personal, but sometimes that's what you have to do for the breakthrough (laughs) to get past a certain point. Like I kind of got stuck in that. Well, no one, you know, I'm constantly being interrupted and whatever, and kind of feeling sorry for myself. Whereas it was just really, I just needed to push past that and not make it about me and move forward, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not sure that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, totally. It totally so, does. So not making it about you. Can you t- speak a little bit more to that? So like, you know, if some, if I'm trying to, if I have a great idea or I think it's a great idea and I'm trying to convey that idea to someone else and I get interrupted or they're misunderstanding my idea and it's just all going wrong. (laughs) And I'm just like, why did I even open my mouth? I just should have kept it inside. And why do I even bother? And I was taking their reaction, their understanding of my, my idea and taking it personal. Mm. Whereas maybe my idea wasn't meant for that person. And it still needs to be said. It still needs to be out there, Mm -hmm. but for other people. And so I was closing off, like, I can't do this. I'm not going to do that because I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to keep being misunderstood. And I don't, I don't want to keep being interrupted and just closing myself off, which isn't good for myself, Mm -hmm. but it's also like, who knows if you don't put it out there, then you're not going to reach people. And there might be people that need to hear your story and hear your ideas. And you kind of just have to trust that it, it is, it'll get to who it needs to get to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's huge. Cause yeah. your story is not for everybody. It is. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And like I was telling you when we first met, um, I think when we first got married and we moved to California, we got involved with a church and I just openly shared my story. I, um, I'm pregnant. We just got married. The math doesn't add up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, I had several people in that church say, how could, why would you even tell people that? Like, why are you even, oh, why are you being so open about that? And I was just like, cause it's the truth. Like, that's just, that's my story. Like, I'm not gonna try to make up math equations mm-hmm. <laughs> right? socially acceptable. Like, that's just my story. And that's the way God wanted it to pan out. And that's the way it happened. And I have no apologies. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So if you're not willing to accept that, then we will be moving on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so often we're taught hide the messiness, like hide the things that 
are outside of the box. <laughs> right. right. And, yeah. I feel like we could go into a whole nother conversation about yes, church and all of that, which yeah. maybe we need to do another episode. Okay. <laughs> I, I love talking to imaginary people. <laughs> But I can't see. This is much more comfortable introvert, the introvert style of public speaking. <laughs> it's true. It is so true. <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, that, yeah. It's just a really great point. So we will have to do that at okay. some point. All right. Um, because we have a lot of similarities in that area as well. Yeah. So where are you at? So now you have your new business my new business and I'm a mom of teenagers now. So I don't know which is worse, teenager or toddler. They're pretty close. They are. <laughs> they totally, I teach that in my parenting class. So yeah, <laughs> they're the same. Back to that. And, um, <laughs> and then I work part-time at a community college locally and just personal development. I'm kind of a I wouldn't say guru, fitness guru, but I enjoy fitness and keeping myself accountable, but I also eat dessert. So there's that. <laughs> Yay. That's my favorite kind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the balance. So just trying to find, and it's never like, honestly, people listening, like I am not perfect. I am always striving for a balance in my fitness health dynamic. And some days I am completely off the wagon, like eating Wendy's and just eating junk. And then some days I'm on point, got my eye on the prize and it's just really a roller coaster. And it's always been that way. Like I was just looking back at my fitness journey over the last seven years and it's always, it's always up and down. So just mm. trying to come up, come just enjoy life and balance and mm -hmm. accepting myself where I'm at. So, yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. I just love how real you can be about that. Well, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. You. All right. So I'm going to ask you two questions. Yes. The first one is what do you think has been most vital to your growth? my faith, my faith in Jesus. Um, no matter what I've been through, God has always been the constant for me, the constant in the chaos. As I say, um, he's kept me going when I didn't want to keep going. <laughs> mm -hmm. So he definitely my faith and it's just, just like my fitness journey. It's been peaks and valleys. Like I've been close to God and like hearing his voice so strong. And then I've been in a desert where I feel like he's left me and forgot about me. Hmm. So, um, but I continue on the journey no matter what, hmm. and he's always been there. So that would have to be my, my most vital, my growth. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yes. And then what do you want to make sure that people know? Um, you don't have to have it all figured out hmm. and your plan may not be the plan. <laughs> Just, um, I've always had this notion that by this stage in my life, I would be 
at a certain, I would have a certain career and I would have these, I would have reached these certain milestones as far as maybe monetary milestones or fitness milestones and, or even like checking things off my bucket list by now. Mm. And I'm just learning that it's, you can't like, you just have to, you don't have to have it all figured out. And I've, I've recently actually in preparing for this podcast, cause I'm one of those weirdos. <laughs> You are not a weirdo. You're just an INFJ. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Seriously. An INFJ. I just realized like I've always lived my life in the future. Like I always have to have a plan. I always have to know what's going to be happening in the future. Hmm. And I feel like I've missed out on so much doing that because I'm, instead of being in the moment. Yeah. I'm constantly going, oh my gosh, we don't have enough money for this future, blah, blah, blah. Instead of just being like, okay, we have enough for today. Yeah. You know? Mm. And so that's another one of my goals is just being more in the moment and Mm -hmm. not worrying so much about the future because it ruins now. It ruins now when you're trying to just constantly plan for the future, which is kind of what we're taught as you know, growing up that you need to plan for your future. You need to have a plan. You need to want to be, when you grow up, you need to know what college you're going to go to and you have to have all these plans. I'm trying to learn to just live in the moment and just be more present and appreciate what I have right now. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. That mindfulness piece. Yes. Yes. It is hard. (laughs) Yeah. It is. It is. But it's so true. I totally, yes, you do miss out on so much being yes. in the past or the future. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that. And yeah. then also, how can people find you? I know uh, you've mentioned your fitness a little bit, but you have a fitness page on Instagram, right? So just.fitjess is my Instagram um, for fitness. And then I do, I told Sarah, I have um, multiple personalities on Instagram. (laughs) So I have my business page and I have my personal page and then I have my fitness page. So I, I did that because I was bombarding my personal page with all my fitness stuff. And I don't know if you guys have heard of chat books, but they are awesome little books that you can, you, so like they just print your pictures from Instagram into Mm. books and it's almost like you don't have to do any scrapbooking. (laughs) You just get the book of pictures. So I was having these books printed and for my family, but it was printing all these silly pictures of me and exercise wear. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I made a separate page for my fitness and that page just helps me stay accountable, um, to myself. And I just feel like it kind of keeps me going and, and hopefully inspires other people. And I try to stay as real as I can on that page. And cause fitness is fitness and nutrition are hard. It's Mm -hmm. hard. It's Mm -hmm. hard in our world that we live in. And so, um, and then Card My Yard Greeley is my Instagram for my business, Card My Yard. And then you can find me on Facebook, so Jess Lundstrom. And then FindingMommyBlog.wordpress for my blog. 
And that's Yay. random just thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, I love the um, premise behind your blog, the finding mommy. Um, yes. I could go into a whole nother, a whole thing about that. And just when you become a mom, you kind of lose yourself. And yes. I was a young mom as were you. And so I'm sure you know that when you're a young mom, you don't have those years of kind of finding yourself and figuring it all out before you have kids. Mm -hmm. So I, I am and was doing that. Like I'm raising kids and helping them find out who they are while I'm figuring out who I am. And it is rough. <laughs> it is rough. <laughs> and awesome at the it's, same time. It's awesome. It's yeah. fun. So. Yeah. And cool that your kids get to see you doing that, really. Yeah. Because it yeah. is so important. It's so true. We totally can lose ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So you just become a mom and no, nothing else. And it's really hard not to do that, but it's important yeah. to have your own identity. Yes. So, so yeah. important. Yes. So if you're a mom and um, you ever feel that way, I mean, if you're a mom in general, I would yes. just recommend you follow her blog. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love, I love your posts. I just love the, the realness and the authenticity and, just really putting it out there and being who you truly are and sharing your true heart and thoughts because we, we need to hear that. We, we need to know that we're not alone. And I do think it really helps us to keep going, to know other people yeah. struggle with this. Other people can grow through it. Other people can rise above, right? And yes. come out the other side. And a lot of times we only see them coming out the other side. We don't know about the journey right. that it took to yes. get there. Yes, that is so true. I was actually just watching a clip of my son. He's a competitive skateboarder. And they the place where he skates, they posted a picture of him landing this really, really hard trick. And I was like, that's awesome. And I didn't even think like the progression to landing that trick. I was just like, he landed it. That's awesome. Well, then later they posted all the, the progression to him landing that trick, how many times he fell and like, like really hard, but mm. got back up and kept doing it. And so that's the same thing. Like people don't realize they only see the end product, you know? Mm. And mm -hmm. so I, I am not, you know, you guys aren't alone. <laughs> I struggle. I am always on the daily struggle bus. <laughs> <laughs> I have struggle. a past. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah. It, it's uh. not, it, I, and it feels like that, especially on social media and stuff. It feels like everyone else is doing great because it's always a highlight reel, right? And mm -hmm. so it's hard to separate or tr hard to realize that everyone does have their own story and they all have their own middle, middle story. That's not being shown. On right. Instagram. The yes. falling, the falling clips aren't being shown. It's just the landing clips. So yeah, that's awesome. I love yeah. that analogy. I want to see the video. You have to, 
I'll, uh, I'll tag you in it. Yeah. Yeah. Tag me in it. Awesome. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, thank I just you. love you. I'm so yeah, glad that we've connected and thank you so much for being here as my beautiful guest today. Thank you for having me and appreciating what I have to say. That means a lot. Yeah, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> All right, y'all connect with Jess. She's amazing. And we will see you next time. All right. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Didn't you just love that interview? <laughs> Jess is absolutely amazing. She is such a gift and I so appreciate her heart and her vulnerability and her willingness to share her authentic story with us. It's not very often that I find people who have a similar laugh as me. When I was editing, it was difficult at times to tell our laughs apart, which was so awesome. <laughs> I love it when we find people we can instantly connect with. Jess is doing amazing things and I encourage you to connect with her as well. You can find her on her blog at findingmommyblog.wordpress.com or on Facebook or Instagram. I will have the links for you to her accounts in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to the WE Podcast so that you can be notified when new episodes are dropped every single week. And hop on over to my Facebook page. Follow me there, Sarah Menares, and watch for a giveaway opportunity that's coming very shortly for all of my podcast listeners. I appreciate you so much, and I can't wait to bless someone with some awesome giveaway items. Now remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow like crazy, rise above, and always know that you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.